Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This segment was presented by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. What's going on, everybody? I hope everyone is having a fantastic rest of their day so far. I'm here with my main man, Danny New. Welcome back to the Believe Podcast, man. I greatly appreciate your time that you took uh, to come on the show. Uh, well, actually, I want to thank you for your time. This is how this podcast came to be. I texted Paul last night, I think at midnight, and I said, I need to vent. Do you have time on your podcast for this week? Yeah, Danny. Danny is uh he hits me up like after the he hit me up after the Alabama game. He's like, Jesus, this is hideous <laughs> Michigan State game. You didn't hit me up against App State, which I was curious, probably because we won the game, but it's been a Did rocky we? road. Did we win the game? <laughs> Did we win against App State? <laughs> it wasn't a moral victory. By the way, for like anyone who doesn't know Danny New, like Danny's doing a tremendous job down in Tampa. Um He's basically the plug for Miami Hurricanes football. He was the RA for literally David Njoku, Brad Kaya, Corn Elder. If Manny Diaz is getting fired, he knows. He is the plug. <laughs> I, I, uh, what I know? I guess I know. I could, there are people I could annoy to find out. But <laughs> I was, at, I was the, at Mark Rick's press conference when he got introduced. And to think where we are now, it's not a good idea to contemplate where we are now. So speaking of that, Danny, do you remember? Do you know who Don Bailey is? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm assuming either you you went on your separate car or like in the yellow buses they used to hand to students <laughs> to attend the games. Um, I remember those days. I would work out the wellness center. I still do, and they would like file up like yellow buses. Like we're a private institution worth like over sixty k a semester, yet you're giving students yellow buses to attend games. Whatever. <laughs> Um, so Don Bailey actually owns Don Bailey flooring, flooring company. And there's a gentleman shirtless and with like literally just like a speedo on or like underwear. If you drive through I-95 North going to Hard Rock Stadium from Coral Gables, you'll see it every time on the left hand side. You can't miss it. Uh, I must've been too drunk going to the games. (laughs) (laughs) I always thought it's funny. It's like the guy who like Don Bailey is the spokesperson of University of Miami. I know it's that's like his father's logo. It's his father's company he inherited, but I always thought that was funny. He's like the spokesperson of Miami. Yeah, there's like a billboard of like a gentleman in a speedo, literally just that's a speedo. so Miami. That's so Miami. <laughs> and I, I I will say, by the time I got to Miami in 2013, we did finally have charter buses, but it was a long road to get there. No. It was a long road. It was a long GoFundMe page to get through. <laughs> um, so we appreciate that. Um, Danny, I mean, let's get into it, man. Kind of your thoughts, you know, about the season going in. Did you expect this to happen three games in that Manny Diaz is literally on the hot seat? It is burning. The entire fan base has jumped ship. The alumni base is exhausted. I mean, what are your thoughts about this whole mess? You know, I didn't want it to happen, but I saw the avenue for it. I just, I remembered like when we got blown out by LSU against Joe Burrow when we lost to Louisville and Brad Kai as like first real start. And that was a way I always hate when we don't do cupcakes off the start. We shouldn't be getting to Central Connecticut in week four. I mean, it's good now because it's like a refresh button for the season. 
but it just has never worked out when we play real power five teams off the bat. And that's why I knew like there's a really good shot. I wasn't going to bet on it because he still have Derek King, but I knew I could see and all Miami fans listening, know this too. You could see the Avenue for failure right there. Cause you knew app state was competent. You knew Michigan state was a big 10 team. I didn't know they'd be better than their two and five selves and already be three and oh, but I could see how we could lose. Yeah. I mean, you know, Miami Hurricanes football, you always play with a tough schedule first. I don't know who makes these schedules. You know, Notre Dame's infamous for like easy college football schedules they set up. Why not take that philosophy, implement it for the Miami Hurricanes football season? We don't do well in neutral site games. We are a small private school like Danny. A lot of our students come from the Northeast, right, Danny? You're mm-hmm. New Jersey. New Jersey, New York, biggest invasive species. Yeah. <laughs> It's the New Jersey of the South, um, which there's nothing wrong with the Northeast, but we get a lot of students from there. We're a small private school. Why not set up a game against Yale and New Haven, Fordham in the Bronx, playing Yankee Stadium? It probably interferes with Yankees' regular season game. But why not set up a Northeast team if it's an away game or a neutral site game? Therefore, you may have a better attendance than one in Atlanta, which is like three hours away from Tuscaloosa, or against lsu and dallas which by the way like sec fans just like swarm everywhere uh, for any game especially here yeah yeah we're a small private school so why set these games up the florida game i understand but even florida had more fans than miami there 60 to 40 so it's not working these neutral site games it doesn't play to our favor why not cater to the program more and establish a game against a non-conference opponent where you think you actually can win instead of being the heavy underdog so alabama was just a humbling reminder that we are nowhere near the Nick Saban dynasty and we will never compete with the Alabama Crimson Tide in a very long time. Yeah, it doesn't, the philosophy of the school doesn't really add up because they're not willing to pay a real head coach, but then they take the money on all these Power Five conference games off the bat. They played the SEC teams, now we're playing. Big 10 teams the first three weeks. So we'll take that money and those national TV dollars, but we won't pay a coach. So we'll just go get embarrassed and take that money. And I don't get why we have that philosophy. So, Danny, I want to ask you a question. When Manny Diaz was hired as head coach at the University of Miami, what were your initial thoughts at first? You know, he seemed like the heart and soul of the team. So, I was optimistic. You know, the turnover chain had just taken over college football. Every school was copying us. We had an amazing defense. So I was pumped about that momentum and that he's a son of a Miami mayor. I liked the idea of it. He seemed like a guy who can make a culture. But um, it did seem weird to me that we were taking another Temple coach. (laughs) That didn't go well last time. We paid Temple $4 million for mm-hmm. Manny as the buyout. Then we and offer he has years him, left. Yeah. We offer him five-year contract, which is very rare for a first-year head coach. The coaching search was six hours long, literally. I mean, if I'm, being, if I'm not being sarcastic, it was less than 24 hours. Um, it's just awful. And I haven't seen the fan base this upset since the Clemson blowout at Hard Rock Stadium under Al Golden when we lost like 58 or 56 to zero. And I think people are tired of the turnover chain, the modifications it comes with it. I feel like it's kind of been the identity of the football program when it should have never been the way we market the University of Miami. I mean, we're home to five national championships. We are literally NFLU. We produce some of the best NFL players in the history of the sport, yet you bring all of that background that history all to a sense of jewelry and i don't understand that danny so right now as a lifelong fan born and raised in coral gables and i I currently live in coral gables at at the moment um probably will change in the next six months due to the that's a different story the rental housing market in miami but uh, Mm, you know i get it i get it i mean where do we go from here danny and you know let's let's Take it back to the Michigan State game before we get into where do we go from here. But, I mean, did you think Miami was going to win that game against Michigan State? 
I definitely did in the first quarter. Our offense finally looked like it had opened up and it seemed like King was on the same page as all his receivers. Even Mallory had a first down in the first drive and I was like, okay, like I think we're finally opening up. The defense totally stifled Walker in the first couple drives. Like our defense looked competent. So I thought we had a shot. Going into the game, I was like, I don't think we're going to win, but we're favored, so I'll just choose to believe we have a good shot. But I don't know. After App State, I was like, I don't see why. Even if App State is a very competent Sun Belt team, that doesn't mean that they're better than Michigan State, which is a Big Ten team. Look, we lose to Michigan State at home, but like less than seven points. Okay, like, hey, at least we fought. We lost by 21 points, and we were favored by six, Danny. We were favorite in, to win the game by six points, and you lose to Mel Tucker, who's in his second year at Michigan State, by 21 at home. And then Manny Diaz, it's the same excuses every press conference. Against Alabama, they do this to everyone. Against App State, they do this to everyone at home. They showed us things on film we've never seen before. What's the excuse against Michigan State, Danny, that Manny Diaz can bring to the fan base, to the alumni? Well, it seems like we only play future Hall of Fame running backs. That's what, I, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> we just play big, fast running backs. And that's just what it's been. I just saw Pro Football Focus calculated that Miami is the worst tackling school in the country in the Power Five through three games. Most missed tackles out of any school. We have the most missed tackles um, by any school in the country. We have the lowest points per game scored in the ACC. De'Eric King was supposed to be the face of college football, according to Kirk Herbstreit. He was supposed to shine. Some people even had him for the short list of the Heisman Trophy. That's completely out the door. He's playing. Our receivers are dropping a lot of passes, but he's missing a ton of reads. There were a ton of wide opens, wide open receivers throughout the game. Restrepo was wide open. Harley, um, that I acknowledged twice, that were easy touchdowns. You know, someone said he's getting a little bit more aggressive running the football, maybe taking off if no one's open. I don't think he can even see through the line of scrimmage in the middle of the field. Yeah, yeah, he definitely, I mean, App State definitely played too much hero ball. They they baited him into a lot of three-yard runs. But in, in this game, this was one of the first times, because I hate, because, you know, everyone's always like, hey, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. Drew Brees, we have short quarterbacks. But like Martel. this time, yeah, Diarica was like, he really has to like run five yards to the right or left in order to see everybody on the field. And I can, I can get come a lot. No, absolutely. You know, it's evident too, like every season as well. This is something you mentioned, you know, Charleston Rambo, 12 receptions this game. Our best players come from the transfer portal. <laughs> You know, it's not like our players that we recruited and that we developed through the program. All of our best players, Bubba Bolden, um, Charleston Rambo, Jalen Phillips, Quincy Roche, all these guys come from the portal. Even our best offensive linemen, Justin, Justice Oluwasian, are from the portal. So it's not the guys we're recruiting that come in as freshmen that we handpick from evaluations of our coaching staff. It's guys we get from other programs that we plug in and are already better than our entire team at that position. Yeah, and what's really sad is that Michigan State did the same thing and then blew us out with it. They had 40 new players. A lot of them are freshmen, but Kenneth Walker came from Wake Forest. It's an ACC school. Why didn't we go for him? Yeah. No, and the kid's incredible. I mean, he literally, coming into the game, he averaged 10 yards per carry. He rushed for 173 yards against Miami. I mean, I think, I feel like Miami's, like, when you play Miami, that's your highlight film, your reel to yeah. show the NFL teams, right? I was I was watching Michael Carter today for the Jets. He was tearing up. And I remember last year when UNC had 500 rushing yards against us. I, I don't. In my opinion, I think this may be worse than Al Golden's tenure at Miami. That's just my opinion. Um, I don't know if you were at Miami during Al Golden's tenure. I was. I was at the Florida game, his signature win. So do you, like, seeing Al Golden's, like, coaching career at Miami, his tenure here, do you think this is worse than Al Golden or it's pretty even? I'd say it's even, which is enough for me to say fire him. (laughs) Right? (laughs) <laughs> like if we're having the conversation it's over you know what i mean like right. 
if you go on a date with somebody and you're like, I don't know if I like them, that means you don't. Right. You have to think about it. So I think Al Golden through uh, 27 games has like one or two wins more than Manny does. So he technically is better. Um, but we lost to Clemson 58 nothing without Golden. We lost to Clemson, what, 58-3 last year. So I, I don't see the difference. And therefore, that's it. Yeah, no, we keep getting blown out by you know, good opponents. Clemson completely blows us out every time we play them, even as Manny is a defensive coordinator. LSU was playing fast forward. We were literally playing rewind when we played them in Dallas. Um, I was there at that game. I saw it live. It only took me one drive to know that we were in deep shit. Sorry for cursing. <laughs> I apologize. Alabama literally slapped us in the face. They were up 27-0, and then we kicked a field goal, and then they probably brought in their second or third team in the second half. Um North Carolina is still running the football on us. They rushed for 600 rushing yards, which is a Madden stat. I don't even think that it's possible. (laughs) That's like Reggie Bush against Fresno State. Right. Then you lose to Michigan State by 21 points. That was a team that was 2-5 and this past season. This isn't a top 10 team. This isn't a top 15 team. They're probably going to finish 8-4. and A good friend of mine, Stu Cass, who has his own podcast, is a Michigan State alumni. He said Michigan State is probably the fourth best football team in their division in the Big East. Fourth best, and you lose by 21 at home, Danny. This is disgusting. I'm tired of it. Now, I want to transition it back to you. Where do you think the program goes from here? You know, it's funny you say that because I, I think every Miami fan is having the same thought. And I know what my answer is because I wait too long for the season. So I want it to go well. But of course, as Manny said, which is all he can say, we still have a shot at the Coastal, right? Clearly, the ACC is bad. Mm-hmm. UNC almost lost yesterday. Virginia, actually, I think actually has a good shot at the Coastal too. Um, but it's, it's still up for grabs because we can see Virginia Tech lost yesterday. Like, we can get it. But then it becomes, okay, so... If we win the Coastal, that is something that could save Manny Diaz at our school. And do we want that? So I think some fans who are really bitter are like, let's lose every game to get Blake James fired. And I think that's a debate fans are having. Me personally, I'd rather win the Coastal. I I get we have the entire Coastal to play for. I just think this team cannot win the Coastal with the teams we have to play left. UNC, Sam Howe is going to tear us apart. Armstrong, the quarterback of Virginia, literally threw for 500 passing yards against UNC. Imagine against Miami. Because <laughs> um, we made that guy Peyton Thorne, I believe his name is, Michigan State's quarterback look like Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson. I mean, he literally took he took Ugh. off for like 30 yards on one play. Like That 36 like, play, was that was the game. That was I the whole was, game. Um, I'm not I'm not trying to get biblical. Who was the guy who parted the sea in the Bible? Moses. 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 We made him like he was Moses. <laughs> he literally parted he, the sea and took off. He never hesitated. It was third and six. The whole game was on the line. We're down by seven. Yep. And we don't have a single QB spy. We just put everybody in the coverage, everybody into the screen, and he just immediately took off for 30 yards. He, we have De'Ara King. Why is their quarterback having 30 yard rushes? Correct. And Manny Diaz took over the defense this season. Everybody was blaming Blake Baker. In my opinion, I thought Manny Diaz was always overseeing this defense. It's gotten worse every year since he's been here, Danny. And that's what's concerning. He was our defensive coordinator. That was his thing, was he was going to bring a great defensive mind, defensive scheme to the game. We're going to hire a great OC. Well, he missed on two offensive coordinators. Danny Enos was awful. Rhett Lashley has not proven me anything this year. And he's done an awful job as a defensive coordinator in three games and throughout his tenure at Miami as head coach. So all this is telling me is that Manny Diaz isn't the guy. We're not going to win the Coastal this upcoming season because Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh, UVA, and UNC probably had the upper hand on us. We already lost to Duke in 2019. So they're probably going to beat us again in Durham. It's going to be a dogfight. I just don't think Manny's the guy. So if he's not the guy, why waste our time? Let's fold 
and let's find out who potentially could be the guy at Miami. And let's get rid of Blake James because athletic-wise, it's awful. And I know you attended Miami. This is your alma mater. But do you do you like Blake James as an athletic director? I mean, I, I you know, the Manny Diaz thing. I thought Mark Richt was a great hire. I was really pumped about that. Did not work out. Um, but the Manny Diaz thing in six hours was definitely rough. I mean, I like Jim Laranaga a lot. I like Katie Meyer a lot. So some of his hires in other sports have been good, but football-wise, it's been bad. And I don't know how much of that is Blake James or just that our school doesn't pay for coaches anymore. So it's hard to say, but it has not been good in the Manny Diaz era. Katie Meyer was a good, I mean, obviously like women's basketball isn't the biggest revenue maker for athletics, but that was a good hire. Jim Laranago was a good hire, but the last four to five years have been atrocious after the FBI scandal broke out. It's literally gone downhill like a roller coaster ride and it hasn't stopped. The thing about Mark Richt, at the moment, it was a good hire. Like, he has a very good resume. But at the, like, in three years later, if you're, if the person you hired does retire from the job, at the moment, it was a good hire. But looking back at it, it really wasn't. Because when you hire someone, you don't want them to retire in three years. You know, imagine you're filling in an employment spot for someone to lead your company, the CEO, and then three years later, he retires. It's like what the f you know so it kind of it was a swing and miss like you said with mark richt it it did open doors to a new indoor practice facility and more promise to the program but this manny diaz hire was really bad and do you think blake james can survive this one i don't know i i mean i hmm, i don't know how much dr julio frank and the school care they have so many bigger fish to fry i'm not sure how much they care about all this stuff you know what i mean like in the he's a a public health professional they have a school to worry about they're redoing all the dorms right now they're a massive project they're like i I don't know how much he's like they're if this is fireable but for fans i think it is i agree you know it was always said like University of Miami, which is, this is a valid point. They care about their, you know, the health program, the, you know, they have a hospital. They're trying to find the cure for cancer, which obviously is a hundred times bigger than. Yeah. More important than, than a <laughs> sport, the coastal than a pigskin. Yeah. <laughs> hundred times more important. And that's where the priority is. And then football is second. And a lot of people have said, Julio Frank isn't a sports guy. He doesn't care really what goes on. Now, I will say I was told by someone who's very, very important in the city of Coral Gables, which is where the University of Miami is. He said that Julio Frank wants to has goals to run for the president of Mexico in the next election. I'm not trying to get political. That's just his goals. Seriously? This that's is what I, haven't I was heard told. This. That's what really? I was told. I think it's a long shot because things change. I mean, like you, like it's, it's everything in life. Hey, I want to do this last year. Well, present day, I don't want to do that anymore. You know, things change every day. I mean, COVID-19 happened in 2019, you know what I mean? Like no one predicted that, for example. So maybe he doesn't want that, but he is from Mexico. He has a high position at the university of Miami, just throwing it out there. Maybe he wants to run for president and he's gone. Do you think fans would rather see Blake James leave or Julio frankly? Blake James, because then that yeah. says that Julio Frank cares enough that athletics is tanked so bad that he's he values the position as fireable. I, I really enjoyed having Dr. Julio Frank because we have like a world renowned health figure in the pandemic. He's on national TV all the time. So I think it's been really good for the school. But that's because I have a diploma from there. So it makes my diploma look good. But for the right. football program, <sighs> Let me ask them. What is our percent chance of getting Mario Cristobal to leave Oregon after this year? <laughs> so, great question. I've uh, developed a good relationship with a gentleman who is, I think he does an outstanding job covering boxing, um, Steve Kim. And he told me that Mario Cristobal will never consider Miami as long as. Blake James is the athletic director. 
at the University of Miami. Oh, if you remember, well, there you go. yeah, if you remember when we had fired Al Golden, Mario Cristobal had interviewed for this job. We did not hire Mario Cristobal. He was under Al Golden's staff as well, and he left in like less than a year. I think it was like a two-week time span, if I recall. Something happened within the University of Miami Athletics Administration and Mario Cristobal where they don't like each other. And if you look at Mario Cristobal's success at Oregon, I think he's with his chest up high looking at the University of Miami like, I proved you wrong. Yeah, I know. That's what every Miami fan is realizing right now. It's like, we could have had Mario Cristobal. We've got some exciting news. Our podcast is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love the most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. This is how it works. Sign up for our contest, Bleed Football Pick'em, at PlayActionPools.com. And then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electronic sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest, Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V, football, pick them. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor Pick'em as well as a cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. PlayActionPools.com, your news home for all your office sports pools. All right, and we are back. Second half of the Believe podcast with my main man, Danny New. Danny, before we get into kind of head coaching talk, potential replacements, where can the good people find you? Ah, well... Um, at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Danny New TV, NEW TV. I also host a podcast called If You're an Old Soul. People appreciate music and movies at the 60s, 70s, and beyond. So if you like all that stuff and you feel like you're born in the wrong era, we just had American Ninja Warrior host Matt Eisman on. That was super fun. And I host a television show called Daytime that people can check out in Tampa. Woot woot. By the way, man, if you're in the Tampa area, if you're in St. Petersburg, Maybe even Orlando. It's only an hour away, right? <laughs> um, you got to check out Danny New. He does a tremendous job. He does a uh, TV morning show, and he's interviewed a lot of great guests. Robert De Niro was one of them, who I, as an actor, <laughs> as an actor, I yeah. think he's one of my favorite actors of all time. I love the movies he's in. Um, he's basically going to be the next Al Roker. Um, he's going to be a- <laughs> the next Al Roker. You got okay, to check him out. You got to check him out. <laughs> Um, he's he, gonna do great. De Niro is my uh, cover photo on Twitter because I did my impression of his face to him for like a frame, <laughs> just for a second. I think I don't think he's noticed. Thank God, but that is my photo on Twitter. So I got away with it. I still survived doing my De Niro face to De Niro over Zoom. It counts. So if you're not following Danny New, you're missing out um, on a great, great TV character that's gonna do great things in the future. So check out Danny New before he pops off you could have known him before the what, what do they call it the 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 come up is what they say now <laughs> yes that's right the rise um <laughs> thank you i appreciate you saying that paul paul uh, i made a list of thoughts i wanted to read to you hit me they're all really quick bullet points i i wrote it after the game so they knew i was coming on this podcast these are all the, these are random things i was thinking ready we're on to the coastal <laughs> that's yeah every year <laughs> um what happened to Will Mallory? Brinson over Pope. Knight needs to be our X factor when he comes back. King should not play against Connecticut. Nor really, they should use that as the game. I think many Navarro wrote this too. They should use that as the game to have the young guys get some experience and prove that they are better than a lot of the seniors, which they are. Um, Manny does not know how to be a head coach. At least a lot of guys were open a lot of the time. So that's a good sign for Rhett Lashley's offense. And. Uh, do I want to lose now to get rid of Manny? But no, I want to win the Coastal. Those are all my, my random thoughts. Do you have any responses to those? I think everyone in the fan base completely agrees with those thoughts. I mean, Romello Brinson, he's done a tremendous job. 
against Michigan State. He made a lot of key catches. Um, I would love to see Jake Garcia against Central Connecticut State. Um, Do you think it'd be Garcia or Dyke? Oh, Jake Garcia all the way. I honestly like. I know this is very premature. I've seen nothing from Tyler Van Dyke that shows me that he's better than Jake Garcia. He's not mobile whatsoever. Evaking the pocket, he he can't move. His pocket presence is not that good. Garcia gets rid of the ball insanely quick. That's something you can't teach. He has a cannon of an arm. He has a great football IQ. I love his pocket presence. I am on the Jake Garcia bandwagon. I love him. I met his father at Paradise Camp. Great people. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Danny. If we don't start Jake Garcia, there isn't any hope next year that he's our starting quarterback. He'll take off and leave to an SEC program. He's that good. I'm standing. But what if I I told you, Paul, that Tyler Van Dyke is from Connecticut? So, you know, he might have the inside scoop on the central Connecticut state defensive schemes. You know what I mean? It's a cerebral game when you're playing an FCS opponent. (laughs) If we need the inside scoop, if we are literally (laughs) in a all-out battle with central Connecticut state, we are literally at the equivalent state of a program such as our neighbors in Tallahassee. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Who and I'm talking about Thank- Florida A&M, not at Florida State. <laughs> no, exactly. We'll, we'll owe money to multiple coaches just like Florida State does. Here, here's, here's what I say. I 100% agree with you because as, we, as we've seen from Jake Garcia in high school, he went to, what, five schools? So he is somebody – who has no problem leaving to go somewhere that's a better opportunity. So I, I do agree with you. Like, like I love De'Aaron King. I think I've been a Miami fan since 2013. He's my favorite Kane in the last eight years, period. I just, he represents the school so well, but. Brad Kai is we, very, if, took that as a <laughs> If he listens, if he ever does listen. You were uh, his I, RA. You were his RA. I, mean, I was Brad Kai as RA. Um, and he's now, and I was minoring in film and now he's in film school. So there you go. we're meant to be friends one day. Um, but if like we lose a couple coastal games, we have to punt on the season. Just make it about making sure Jake Garcia stays like, let him start the rest of the season. Just make that guy happy. Yeah, no, I agree. And by the way, like his family now lives in, I don't know if they live in Miami, but they're living in the South Florida area. I can't confirm that when I spoke to his father. Obviously, I'm not oh, good. a weirdo and literally drops where they live, but he told me like, <laughs> he moved to the area. So, Let me ask something. How hurt do you think King is? Honestly, I never understood that quick turnaround from the torn ACL. I always thought he was not 100%, and he's at like 75 to 80 and he took a lot of hits against Michigan. the shoulder. I mean, the shoulder. shoulder, like by the end of that game, like the ball had no zip on it. Yeah, no, he, he's definitely hurting right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they start Tyler Van Dyke or Garcia. I like I need a mental break. So I like if Van Dyke is starting, I don't need to watch the whole game. But if Garcia starts, then I have to watch the whole game. You know what I mean? I mean, look, in the spring game, like, Garcia was more exciting. The offense was clicking. There was a connection there. It was, like, it was just moving the offense. With Tyler Van Dyke, it was just – it wasn't moving as much. He made some good throws. He looked like a Power 5 potential starting quarterback. But I think Garcia just has the it factor. And I don't – like, look, man, I, I don't know what it is. I think there's something special about Jake Garcia. Like I previously mentioned, all his attributes – I honestly think if it doesn't work out in Miami, he will leave to another program and shine. And I'll stand by that, even if I'm wrong. Where are you on Arroyo versus Mallory? Mallory dropped the big first down against App State. This week, he dropped the touchdown that basically flipped the whole game. It was never the same after he dropped that touchdown. Are you ready to not have to be the starter? I am off the Will Mallory train whatever the bandwagon i'm over will mallory he's been here for four years he's basically a senior i want to see elijah royal i want to see people who catch the football i've had enough of it he's honestly his profile doesn't really match a tight end he has the hype for it but we put on a lot of unnecessary weight a lot of bad weight on him and i don't even think he's comfortable in his own body coming out of high school he was a track and field he ran track in high school he fits the profile of a Big Ten wide receiver that you can utilize potentially as an H-back. He's got to catch the football first off, but 
I don't think tight end primarily is his best position. And you know what? I'm off of it. Elijah Royal, next man up. Will Mallory should have played in the Big Ten where maybe the game is a lot slower in Indiana where his grandfather, I think, was the head coach at for quite a while. Maybe that's a better place than Miami. I just, I couldn't believe that drop. Yeah, he doesn't, you're right. He looks more like a Big Ten player. He looks more like a Jake Butt kind of tight end. Not like our fast-paced offense. Also, okay, I know this is a dumb picking nits thing. But Greg McElroy during the broadcast, I, I was watching, kept saying how the refs were ruining all of Miami's momentum during drives. Did, did you feel that way too? There were, a ton, there, halting? There, yeah, there, there were a lot of stupid penalties um, that the refs made. You know, at the end of the day, though, like we dropped a lot of passes, a lot of easy yep. touchdowns, and we missed out on a lot of easy touchdowns as well. So the game in the first half could have been a lot better on Miami's end. I think we left like 21 points on the board, if I could recall, in the first half. The first drive, De'Ara King's fumble was atrocious. We were literally driving through the field, about to score seven points. Just yeah, how, how many spring. turnovers are you giving him? Because he had four in the day, but how many, like, are you making all of them his fault? I would give that I, so what was, okay, I'll give him two. The last pick was his fault. The fumble in the first drive was his fault. What were the other two? Well, he had the pick when he overthrew um, Rambo. Yeah, that, that was, was his fault. first pick. And then there was the fumble that basically was was the game because we were down. We had just got touchdown, got the ball back. The whole stadium was on its feet. Oh, yeah, that's his fault too. Yep, and he got, he got blindsided. Yep, blindsided. Zion got beat. So, so when he gets blindsided, you blame him for that too? All of it. Well, I mean, look, you're blindsided. It's on your own line. So let, let's be real. May, I'll give him three out of the four. I'll let him bail out on that one. So I'll give him three. Three turnovers, which were his fault. I don't know what's happened. Like, he was so great last year. He only had, what, five picks or five turnovers total on the year? Why, why does it seem like all the seniors on our team are regressing? I don't know. De'Ara King's been in college football for six years. He's probably 32. I'm being sarcastic, but <laughs> he can probably get an MD from the University of Miami if he wanted to. He's been in college that long. <laughs> it's I don't I don't understand Danny. I don't get it either. And this is where it comes back to my next question: Who do you think can be the right guy of Miami? Because Manny Diaz isn't it. I don't know it, but I would have to take a look at all the schools. You know, like. Tucker came from Colorado. Like, I look at schools like Colorado that are power five, but not powerhouses and who's had measurable success. Hopefully a school a little better than Temple. Now, I was born in Philly. Shout out to the Temple. They have a very respectable program, but that has not worked out for us. At this point, we have the yips if it's a school from Temple. They gave so, us Eddie Jones. We'll take it. Oh, oh, Miami Heat legend, Eddie Jones. Yeah, that's a throwback. <laughs> TVT. I mean, you know more about college football than me. Are there some coaches you have your eye on? You know what? There are, but it's like, do we even have the money to afford it? So one name that like I was speaking with someone someone about Billy Napier out of Louisiana. Like he he's an Alabama Crimson Tide from the coaching tree. He's done a good job at Louisiana. That's someone you can pick up. A lot of people have mentioned Jeremy Chadwell from Coastal Carolina. He's done a fantastic job in Myrtle Beach. That'd be a good one. I like that one. You know, the whole thing about Lane Kiffin, when Mark Richt had retired, we could have hired him easily. He was in Boca Raton. He had honestly nowhere to go. Ole Miss hadn't even given him the job yet. Why not interview him? Maybe there's baggage from who knows what inter internally. You do a due diligence report. They find out, well, X, Y, Z, we don't want him. There's not any stability because the man is known for leaving a job in two weeks. Literally, he left Tennessee like in a season, which is not <laughs> kosher at any job um, if you want to hire any employer. So I don't know. I know the fan base. I actually tweeted this out who they want. They want Mario Cristobal. They want Lane Kiffin. A lot of Hugh Freeze comments but his baggage at Ole Miss is horrendous I don't think anybody will touch him that's what even it's kind of weird on the whole Hugh free things Hugh Freeze thing because like I'm not trying to get political but like he has a lot of baggage at Ole Miss he calls himself like a born-again Christian he then gets a job at Liberty which is like the most 
Christian conservative school ever. <laughs> and like he has all this baggage from Ole Miss and like Liberty's like supposed to be known as like a like you can't sin if you attend Liberty. It's like a Christian conservative school that like they love Jesus. They're like literally all Christian. They don't even drink alcohol on the campus. So the whole thing is a little bit mind boggling. But I think him as a head coach would be a great option. I would love Chip Kelly. They just lost to Fresno State and his buyout is $9 million. So that's a big X. But no, Danny, I think you need to get someone with head coaching experience and someone who has a little bit of NFL head coaching experience. And I think your best option out there is Bill O'Brien. And it's realistic. And I think you can grab him. Ooh, Bill O'Brien. Oh, I like that. That's good. I mean, Dan Enos didn't work out, but... This guy's different because he was actually head coach in the NFL, and he was not a very good GM in the NFL, but he did have some coaching success. He was not as terrible, and he's obviously doing well at Bama. I'd be okay at Bill O'Brien. That's a respectable head coach. Yeah, they would be a great hire. I think he did a great job at Penn State regarding the circumstances at the time. He got the Houston Texans head coaching job. He's got head coaching experience at the college level, the NFL level. Give him a chance, and he's coming from Alabama as well. Might work out. Now, I will say this, Danny. Why hasn't Brent Venables, the defensive coordinator at Clemson, ever took in a head coaching job? Why is he staying at Clemson? What is he waiting for? It's kind of weird. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. I mean, I guess maybe just the success helps. <laughs> maybe this is once the... But you know what, though? After this year, things are not going so well for them. I know they won... Yeah. against the georgia tech but barely right i mean they haven't have they scored this is two out of three games so they couldn't score over 20 points they're like us the, well the way i view clemson is like they've won so much for so many years like maybe they need one year just to like chill out like hey like we can we can chill this year you know <laughs> yeah yeah maybe yeah maybe he could come over it just, it just becomes like you know manny has a couple years left on his deal so our school already won't pay for a top coach. So they're going to buy him out and then pay another coach big money. Like that's where it gets dicey. So Danny, you're a Northeast guy. I mean, you lived in Princeton, New Jersey. I mean, you lived, you're born in Philly. What about Greg Shiano? He's over at Rutgers. Oh, Hmm. I'm talking to you from Tampa right now. Let's see all my fellow Tampa people here who are Buccaneers fans feel about Greg Shiano. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, uh, that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> like a safe pick it's like okay like, yeah he, he is forever a safe pick. He, he has the experience nfl had coaching experience like ruckers you can only no one has ever won at ruckers except for shiano so he actually like he got ray rice to go there which was huge like he was an amazing player you know I, so, he might have a crazy deal though ruckers doesn't he isn't he there isn't he like a 10-year deal that's a i feel like yeah that's did, a I, good question. did i make that up let me look it up real quick. Greg Shiano, ten-year deal at Rutgers. His buyout's probably like six million. So he agreed to an eight-year, thirty-two million dollar deal, and in twenty nineteen. So he's got six years left at Rutgers. <laughs> probably we probably won't hire him. In the- yeah, we probably won't take him. Yeah, so it's- I like Bill O'Brien. That that'd be fun. Bill O'Brien, next head coach at the University of Miami. Start the hashtags. Let it loose on Twitter. Bill O'Brien to the U. Let's do it. <laughs> and more importantly, since there's only three games into the season, let's win the Coastal, guys. There's no reason to give up. I'm not saying we have a reason to believe in this team. I'm saying we have a reason to want to enjoy ourselves. We waited nine months for the season to start. We can't punt on it yet. I believe in De'Ara King. I, hmm. Do I believe in anyone else? I believe in Charleston Rambo. Let's win that Coastal. <laughs> Bill O'Brien to the U and win the Coastal. Bill O'Brien to the U. Those are the goals. Those are the goals right there. Let's win the Coastal to enough to attract Bill O'Brien to the University of Miami that he can take the job, get rid of Coach Diaz. Yes, win the Coastal, but then get blown out by at least 60 so we can still get a new coach but have some pride. Love it. Love it. Just That would be so scumbaggish. Like You're pushing Manny Diaz to like imagine, like, hey, just do well enough so this job is attractive enough so that we can fire you and actually get someone who is better than you, right? But you've made it an attractive job. Well, don't keep embarrassing us. Yeah. 
and Danny, I last question before we wrap it up. Yeah. Have you like I've seen a lot of national media writers from Mike Farrell of Rivals, who's like their head guy, Colin Coward, AOL.com, writing headline reports about Manny Diaz and the mess he has created at Miami. Have you ever seen that from any other coach at Miami during their tenure? (sighs) It's, I mean, I I won't say, like, because he helped create the transfer you culture i know um that hasn't always worked out on the flip side like we talked about but i will give him some props like he did get us De'Ara king he got us from bolden and jalen phillips like he's done a really good job of getting transfers so i'll give him some credit there where it's not like a total loss um but ever since we lost to fiu i'm i've kind of been suspect that was kind of it for me that just shouldn't happen ever I I was suspect when we lost to UNC game two in 2019 because I was there. We were 0 and 2, and we lost to a UNC team that literally won like two games the past season. So I was over it. Yeah, no, I, I've heard that for sure. And Georgia Tech as well that year. I was at I'm that like, game too. Yeah, we were five and seven his first year, right? Six and seven. Six and seven. Yeah. Great. We lost to Louisiana <laughs> Tech in the Shreveport Bowl in Louisiana. I got yelled at on Twitter after the Alabama game because I was showing everyone Dabo Swinney's first couple years at Clemson. Oh, no. They weren't very good. You were that guy. People. Well, I was trying to stay optimistic because I've not because I think that we're going to win at all, but because I've just seen too many times that our team loses in the first week and then the season's over. I, like I said, I waited too long for this to be a wash already. So I need to stay optimistic here. And Kane's Twitter controls a lot of the conversation. I just wanted to make things more upbeat. You see, like the thing that Dabo Sweeney has the edge over Miami and winning is like Clemson, because I've been to Clemson for the game against Clemson when we played them. It was raining. It was awful. Clemson's a very small town where like that's all they have is their athletics program, right? So you can pack the house in Clemson, whereas like Miami, for example, Miami Gardens we have to bus students, which is literally probably underclassmen wise. I mean, just undergraduate is the appropriate term I'm trying to get to 10 K we have 10 K students. So let's say we get half of that student body to the game, which is an hour away. That's 5 K people in a 70 K stadium. Then in South Florida, you don't have Miami hurricanes fans. You have Miami hurricanes fans, Florida state fans, Florida Gators. You have all these teams combined. So it's split up. And then the product is awful. Therefore, you're only going to average 30K a game. And then they'll publicly announce there's 50K people at the stadium, which is a complete lie. There's only 30K. So it's so tough to fill out Hard Rock Stadium and even gain a home field advantage. Whereas Clemson, every game is sold out because there's nothing else in Clemson, South Carolina, but the Clemson Tigers on a Saturday. That's it. That was the worst part about going to school there having to take a bus to the game and then you know florida state's like our biggest rival and i would we'd drive up to go watch us play florida state and i'd be jealous because their stadium is so cool it's on campus yeah and everyone just tailgates and walks over there and it's cool to be in an nfl stadium but i 100 agree with you it's embarrassing every time and it's only an invitation when we play a school like michigan state like all their fans are like yeah we'll go to florida for a week for a weekend we're, we're in Michigan. It's already like 30 degrees out. We'll go down there. And then it makes us really look bad. And I totally agree with you. It's an embarrassment. I wish, I mean, I wish Marlins Park didn't get built on the Orange Bowl, but I wish we had a stadium nearby. So, Danny, I'm going to throw you like a little throwback. Do you know where Chicken Kitchen is in South Miami? Which one? There's the Chicken Kitchen on South Miami. Oh, like, yes. 100%. Like next they, Sunset Place. Mm-hmm. I have eaten a lot of yellow curry mustard and the sweet chili sauce there yes yeah their their curry sauce is literally to die for um (laughs) i crave that in diet coke every day um but where i'm getting at if you just go straight like like past chicken kitchen you know do you know where epiphany church is Mm -mm. okay so it's literally like a block away like keep going straight look to your left it's like literally 
a huge church. It is the size of literally a baseball stadium. It's huge. I can't make this up. Let's just take that down and just build a football stadium there. Or we build a stadium within the church because it's that big. <laughs> um, even though I'm Jewish, I'm still not going to go on the air and say, let's knock down churches so we can give people brain contusions. But I 100% agree with you that there needs to be a football stadium built near us. You know, can we just I tell you what? I tell you what? Because malls are going out, every mall is going to fold at some point in the next 20 years because of Amazon. So when Kendall Mall goes out, why don't we build it there? Dayland Mall. Dayland. Yes, that was it. In Kendall. Dayland Mall. When that goes out of business, because every mall is, why don't we just build it there? How iconic. Jeff Bezos, product of Miami Palmetto Senior High School. (laughs) His product that he has put out there has literally created a football stadium because of the destruction of malls in the city. He could have a couple drones drop it off in no time. Love it, man. Miami people are just different. We'll put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) They're just built different. Well, we just all are all raised on Chicken Kitchen and Pollo Tropical Bowls. Gotta love it, man. Danny knew the pride and joy of the city of Tampa. Danny, (laughs) it was a pleasure to have you back on uh, the show, man. Uh, Anytime you want to come on, chalk it up. Love to have you on and just talk Canes football. If you want to bring on Brad Kaya, Corn Elder again, <laughs> we can do that too. Braxton Berrios, anyone who you were in RA for would be more than happy to have them uh, come on with you. Thank you for letting me vent. I needed this. I feel better. It's therapeutic. I'm basically the therapist for Miami Hurricanes football. <laughs> Bill O'Brien of the U. Win the Coastal. <laughs> All right, Danny. Thank you again, man. Uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.